And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sports Sounds Experience. If you don't know that sound, that is the sound of the Great Lane Stadium in Virgi- at Virginia Tech and the Hokies running out. I uh, played that this week for you because football season's right around the corner. College football season's right around the corner. And today I'm going to bring you a little special episode, a little special college episode. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to uh, change something up a little bit and start something a little new. Uh, so with the new season coming up, uh, as like we said, we're, we're changing our podcast to when we drop an episode to more of just a f- straight football direction. Uh, I'm planning on trying to drop at least one college episode a week and then a NFL you know, shape podcast, hopefully with TJ, uh, if he ever has time. But, you know, he's busy down there living, living the old beach life. So, uh, yeah, to get things started today, I just wanted to congratulate Kirby Smart. He's just signed a 10-year deal worth $112.1 million. Uh, he's now like the third highest paid head coach in college football. Uh, well-deserved. He's done nothing but win there at Georgia, uh, especially this past year. He's won multiple SEC titles. Finally got his national championship. Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs are a program headed in the right direction, and, and they're going to be a stable in the college playoffs, you know, should be for for quite some time here. So this offseason has been undoubtedly the craziest offseason in football, whether we're talking college or the NFL. A lot of moves, a lot of transfers, a lot of different head coaching hires, uh, you know, especially in college. I mean, I mean Lincoln Riley jumping to Oklahoma – I mean, jumping from Oklahoma to USC, Brian Kelly jumping from Notre Dame to LSU, uh, Texas getting Arch Manning, but we'll get to that. Uh, but mainly, you know, I just want to give a little, you know, moment for some notable transfers. Uh, Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, Travis Dye, Shane Lee, all jumping to USC. Uh, USC should make a run at the Pac-12 championship this year. Uh, I don't really see anybody standing in their way. Oregon's dealing with a whole new coaching staff, some new transfers as well. Uh, jumping into that, Oregon gets Bo Nix, the transfer quarterback from Auburn. Uh, showed a lot of flash early on in his career, especially as a freshman. Did some really good things for Auburn. Um, coaching changes and things happened, and you could tell he just, you know, especially with him having the COVID year and whatnot, it was just difficult for him to kind of kind of pick up and really gain traction there. I think the move to Oregon will be really good for him. I think he'll finally start to flash a little bit, maybe show us what he should have been and I guess could have been. Uh, but, yeah, look for him up there at Oregon, uh, the kids up at USC. Uh, I really like Jackson Dart, the transfer from USC, quarterback going to Ole Miss, play with Lane Kiffin, alongside with Zach Evans. Uh, he's a running back, five-star, come out, went to Georgia, didn't play his freshman year, transferred to TCU, played last year, was probably the best player in their offense, maybe the best player in their program. Uh, he now jumps over to Ole Miss as well, wanted to get back in the SEC, and, and Lane Kiffin had a perfect spot for him. And JT Daniels, you know, once again, started out at USC, uh, came into college early. You skipped his senior year of high school to get to USC. Had a couple good years before an injury that ultimately led him to uh, transfer to Georgia. Kind of came in, really didn't gain traction there. Last year, or two years ago, uh, Stetson Bennett wasn't getting the job done. They put him in. He had a great end of the season. Everybody had high hopes for him in Georgia's offense last year. Um, unfortunately... He went down with an injury. Stetson Bennett came in. You know, I, I I don't know. I'll get to my Stetson Bennett talk later, but he didn't lose them games. He was a very good game manager, and it led JT Daniels to transfer once again to West Virginia University. Uh, I like him there. I like the offense he's going to be put in. I think he's going to be 
exciting. I think he's going to be, you know, kind of more comfortable in this type of offense. Uh, so look out for him up there at West Virginia. And then his ca- counterpart who took his job at USC when he got hurt, Keaton Slovis, uh, played out his time at Pitt with the new coaching hires and everything coming into to USC. He decided it would be his better option for him to transfer. He now replaces Kenny Pickett at Pitt. I don't know how successful I think that Pitt will be this year. I think they're in good hands, though. I think Keaton Slovis is a very capable quarterback. Is he going to be a guy to win them a lot of games, be a future first-round pick like Kenny Pickett? That remains to be seen. I don't really see it, uh, but I do think he is a good player, and I think he's going to keep them in contention for you know an ACC title. And then Spencer Rattler, highly rated uh, kid out of Arizona a couple years back. <sighs> Played at Oklahoma for two years. His freshman year really came in, lit it up. A lot of people had Heisman hopes for him last year. Uh, it didn't pan out, and he had a terrible beginning of the season, which led him to get replaced by Caleb Williams, the freshman who's now at USC. Uh, Rattler transfers over to the other USC, University of South Carolina, and uh, look for him to have a pretty good pretty good career there if he's just there for this year or two years or however long he stays. I like what Shane Beamer's doing down there with the Gamecocks. He's uh, getting a lot of good recruits, you know, really having the team buy into him and his system, you know, He's a great players coach. You know, he just made a TikTok with them yesterday or the other day before the SEC media days. And he's a guy, he's going to get a lot of players behind him, just like his dad did at Virginia Tech. And I think they're going to, you know, don't look for them to go compete for the SEC this year, but look for them to have a nice seven, eight win season. I could see that being a very realistic possibility, depending on how Spencer Rattler comes back around. Now, the next thing that's been very, very hot in everybody's offseason this year has been Texas. Texas football has claimed to be back multiple different times over the past couple years. You know, they, they've gotten you know new coaching hires. They've gotten highly ranked recruits. Uh, but I really do believe that this coaching staff has figured out how to get the right players in there. They've cut players from the last regime that didn't, you know, buy into their system. You know, they've kept coaches. They've got some new coaches. Uh they got a new wide receiver coach this year from Pitt who, you know, basically groomed Jordan Addison for the past couple of years and made him the Bolitnikoff winner. Um, Steve Sarkees is doing some really good things. I, I really like the addition of Quinn Ewers. Getting him back home to Texas, getting him back from Ohio State was the number one quarterback coming out last year. Uh, they are having a quarterback competition right now between him and Hudson, Hudson Card. Uh, I don't see how much of a competition that really is going to be. I really believe that you start Quinn Ewers. He's going to be the future of this program for the next couple of years until Arch rolls in, and at that point, Quinn will probably be all, probably be off to the NFL. But you got Bijan Robinson back. You got Roshan Johnson back in the backfield, both on the Doak uh, Doak Walker Award lo- watch list. You got Xavier Worthy back on the outside, who's on the Bolitnikoff Award watch list. Uh, this team, I mean, they, they they they've done a great job recruiting offensive line. They've done a great job recruiting defense. They add Gary Patterson as a defensive assistant. And for those of you who don't know, he's been the TCU head coach for the past um, 30 years, 25 years, something like that. Um, he's a brilliant defensive mind. He always had TCU playing with pretty good defensive. You know, Sometimes their offenses didn't hold up, which is why they haven't been extremely good all the time. But uh, adding him is a huge piece of this defense. Look for him to probably take a step and be their defense coordinator next year. I guess depending on what happens with theirs this year, whether that he doesn't live up to the hype or, or uh, he gets a new head or gets a head coaching job, but 
Texas is definitely one of the most interesting teams for me to watch this year. I think they're a borderline team of maybe being in the playoffs and, or they could be like five wins. So, you know, it goes. they're very young. Uh, the question for Steve Sarkeesian is can he really coach? He's proven he can be a great recruiter, um, but he was a great recruiter at USC. Coaching was iffy. Uh, he recruited pretty well at Washington. His coaching was good up there. I will give them that. It was good enough to make Washington relevant. Uh, and then, you know, gets to go to Alabama, be an offense coordinator, recruited offensively very well there, uh, offensively coached very well there. Again, now he's at Texas, you know, recruiting at a top-notch level. Uh, just got a generational-type quarterback in Arch Manning behind Quinn Ewers now. They just keep doing, you know, good things, doing Alabama-like things, and I definitely watch for them to be a team to, to, to really pop up and make the playoffs here in the next couple of years. Now it's going to be hard here in well, like twenty-five, I think, is when they're moving to the SEC. You know, a lot of teams they think they can play in the SEC, but the SEC is a whole different, a whole different ball game, and and that kind of leads me to where I want to get to next. A lot of conference shakeup coming soon. So you are Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12, going to jump into the SEC. Then you have USC and UCLA that just announced that they're going to jump ship and they're going to jump into the Big 10 here in a couple of years. Because of all this, you have so many more questions. How many more teams are going to jump ship? Is the Big 12 going to fold? Is the, is the Pac-12 going to fold? It's getting to a point where I don't think you can keep five power, five, five power conferences in Division One football. But... I do like the direction the SEC said. They are now going to sit 16 teams with Texas and Oklahoma. They want to keep it, the powers that be of the SEC, want to keep it at 16 teams. I'm okay with that. I think you still need multiple conferences. I don't think this should go into a two-conference powerhouse, you know, the Big Ten, the SEC, and then nobody else matters because then you're just going to have teams beating up on each other week in and week out. Now, if you have any suggestions of how they wouldn't happen that way, more than you know, you're more than welcome to go ahead and hit hit me up on the inbox. But I just I see it being then you know the national championship. Yes, everybody complains the playoff isn't big enough, and the national championships two SEC teams. You know, most of the time anyway, not always true, but it has been in the past couple of years. And you know, I, I just I don't like this. I don't, like I said, I don't like to see it where it's okay. You got to come down to, to a conference champion. It's going to have big time big or SEC, and then when the SEC wins, the winner and loser are probably going to that playoff, and when the Big Ten wins, the winner and loser are probably going to, that, going to the playoff as well. So you're going to have two from each conference, which to that point, what does the conference title even mean anyway? And then, you know, if they expand the playoff, which I know they want to do, which I, would, I wouldn't go any farther past eight, which I think we've talked about before in this podcast, but then what are you going to do? You take some scrubs that haven't played nobody all year? Like, no offense, Cincinnati had a great year this year, and I was banging on the table for them all year to get in the playoff because I thought they deserved it. But then they got in, they got smacked around by Alabama. The same thing with Washington a couple years ago. Went, won the Pac-12, got smacked around by Bama when the Pac-12 was down. Michigan State got in the playoff after they won the Big Ten a couple years ago when the Big Ten was down a little bit. They went in and got smacked around by Alabama. So... I, I just don't see this whole need for it when when you you you've had the the past the resume of Clemson where they've built up they run through the ACC they get into the playoffs they make a very competitive playoff game and and sometimes they go win a national championship so I think teams like Clemson 
North Carolina, Florida State, Miami, the other teams, these teams that, that want to jump ship, get in the SEC, I think they're fine. I think you stay in the ACC for now. I don't think you have to make this rash movement to jump because everybody else is jumping. You're going to be fine. You win the ACC. You go undefeated. You lose one game. You probably get into the playoffs. You know, I'm, it's probably going to be harder to lose a game now. You're probably going to go undefeated in the ACC. You know, same thing with the Pac-12. If they keep it uh, a conference open, you're going to have to go undefeated in the Pac-12 to even have a playoff-type bid. Again, unless we expand. Is, the, is, the, is this conference shakeup good for college football? I I don't think so. I'm not a huge fan of it. I see why some people are. I like the way things were. You, you had five Power Five conferences, and, and they were the ones that were really making bids at, at playoffs and national titles. But, you know, I, I don't control anything. I'm just a small-time podcaster, so what the hell do I really know, right? I kind of want to talk about my, my Heisman favorites, Heisman dark horses uh, going into the season. Obviously, Bryce Young, the quarterback for Alabama, is coming off a great campaign. Uh, nice Heisman season. He had great weapons around him. It really helped. You know, great coaching staff. Obviously, Nick Saban's the greatest of all time. Uh, but this year, I, I, look, I, I've seen them give it. I have actually never seen them give it to somebody two years in a row in my lifetime. I don't think most people have. I think Archie Griffin was the last one to do it. The running back for Ohio State back in the day. I don't think Bryce Young repeats. Do I think he has the numbers to repeat? Probably. Do I think he'll be in New York? Absolutely. I just have to give the edge to C.J. Stroud this year. It was borderline last year between Stroud and, and Bryce Young. I think if, if C.J. Stroud goes out and does what he does, what he did again last year, I, you know, I think he's an easy Heisman favorite. Uh, I mean, if I was a – well, I, I am a betting man, but if I was to throw down a bet on the uh, on my Heisman, it would probably be C.J. Stroud. He's got great weapons. They have an offense built to throw up numbers. They're going to score a lot of points this year. C.J. Stroud is going to look to make that jump. Uh, look for him to – most likely make the jump to the NFL after this year, and he's probably going to be a top four pick. So my favorite, C.J. Stroud. My dark horse candidate, um, there's a lot there. I Again, I really like the kid from Ole Miss now, Jackson Dart, the transfer from USC. I think Lane Kiffin's offense gives you the keys to put up massive numbers. If you ever watch some of their breakdown, what he does is he schemes guys literally wide open. I watched Matt Corral probably throw four or five touchdowns last year in this offense where there was not a freaking defensive back within 20 yards of a wide receiver. So it's literally a little layup. They go in, score a touchdown. It's there. The possibility's there. I think it's a little outside because I think you need to win a lot of games. I think Ole Miss has the potential to win another 10, 11 games, which could help him. Uh, I also really like the kid Malik Cunningham from Louisville. Now, Louisville has a Heisman winner, uh, Lamar Jackson, a couple years ago. Malik Cunningham is like a little Lamar. He's got the wheels. He's got the arm. He's a, he's a good decision maker. He's just played on a really shitty team the past couple years. Uh, I would probably give Malik Cunningham my dark horse. You know, he's going to put up some numbers. He's in a weaker conference. You know, Clemson should be back. But I like Malik Cunningham to put up the numbers and, and possibly get himself a Heisman this year. So the last big thing that I've heard this offseason with everybody talking. It's just basically, or the, the biggest question, I think I should say, has been, will we have a new team in the playoff? Will any new team make the college football playoffs this year? Or will we see repeats? You know, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, no, uh, Notre Dame, um, Clemson, Ohio State, Michigan. You know, all, all, you know will, will we have any new teams? Will we have repeats? So a lot of people just assume that we'll have 
you know, repeats. We'll have past guys that get in because it is a four-team playoff, and the same teams you can see being good are probably going to be good again. I also kind of tend to lean that way. Uh, I think the only way we see a new team get in would be Texas or USC. If USC runs the table, they win every game, they win the Pac-12, they get in. They lose one game. Let's say maybe in Oregon. Okay, then Oregon runs the table or something, and then Oregon, they, they, they beat Oregon in the Pac-12 title game. I see USC getting in. I, uh, Texas, you know, they play Alabama September 10th uh, It's in Texas. It's going to be a hell of a game. It's been sold out for a month now. Um, they tried to move the times, make it a night game. Unfortunately, they didn't do that. It's going to be the big noon kickoff on Fox, most likely. Uh, Texas could lose that game, but they have to win the rest of the Big 12. They have, they have to run the table. They have to beat Oklahoma. They have to win the Big 12 championship. They can lose to Alabama, and they probably get in. So I say your best bet for a newcomer would be a USC or a Texas. Is that likely this year? Probably not. Again, a lot of new players on both sides, and new coaching staff for USC. Texas still trying to get you know everybody to buy into their system, buy into the program. It's going to be a little difficult in year two for Sark and year one for Lincoln at USC. Now, like I said, it's possible. Uh, but I most likely look for it to be kind of kind of repeat. Um, I could see Georgia getting there. I could see Alabama getting there. Clemson should take another step up. Again, the the ACC is a little weaker this year. Clemson should make a run in the ACC, and then Ohio State out out of the Big Ten. I mean, I could that that's most likely going to be your playoff. Uh, I'd be surprised if any newcomers made it, like a Cincinnati did last year, or or the, you know the time Washington made it or Michigan State made it. But look for it to just be another repeat year. Um, other than that, it's kind of all I have for you guys today. I kind of threw this thing together. I just wanted to get back on the mic, uh, get a little practice run. Uh, so if you guys don't like this episode, I completely understand. Uh, you know, it's a little shorter. Hopefully you guys can listen to this through your little lunch break or, or little drive you know, to and from work or whatever. Uh, again, I want to be back on here more, drop more content for you guys. Uh, I really appreciate, you know, we got 30 listeners last time. That's, that's the most listens we've had in, in probably a year. And, again, I know we haven't been making very many podcasts, but I appreciate everybody who does tune in and, and who does listen. Uh, you know, again, you're greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. Tell your friends. Tell your family. I promise you more content is coming. Uh, have a great day.